Podcast World, what's up? Back at you, Chad Belly. Another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Thank you all so much for subscribing. And thank you for supporting the partners and sponsors that support the TV shows, our podcast, our social media. Today's episode, again, is brought to you by our friends, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the one and only Jack Daniels. So American, so perfect, the sour mash, Tennessee whiskey. So many country songs have been written about it. It's helped us through breakups, and it's been there for the high times, the good times. Jack Daniels, thank you all so much for what you do and believing in us. Please enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Today's guest, she's back. One of my favorite voices ever in country music, blues music, soul music. She engulfs it all. She encompasses it all. Miss Heidi Newfield, how are you, my sister? My brother, Chad, I am well. How are you today? I'm so uh, I'm so good because I'll let a little secret out of the bag. I put a, I had a swimming pool built last year. And so it's like, that's you the need high, that right that's, now. It's hot where you that's are. The, that's the joy of my life right now is just when it's 95 in Tahoe, it's just, it's just nice to be able to climb in there when in Tahoe's still a little bit, most people wouldn't get in Tahoe oh, cool. right now. Yeah. Little cold, it's, it's, that high mountain lake. At least you guys. So, so I'm curious uh, out there, the people, your, your listeners, because um, people talk about this whole, and I, I've, I've always gotten a kick out of this whole, um, dry heat versus humidity so here in tennessee right now it's about um 85 degrees 82 85 degrees but we have so much humidity so you walk outside and within you know five minutes you're you're, you need to come back in and take a shower again you know it's you're hot so do do you when you you've taken plenty of trips back here to the south does the dry heat seem way different to you? Because, you know, you stick bread in an oven, it still bakes the bread, whether it's dry or not. Yeah. It's a lot different in a way of when you're not used to the South, the Southeast, Tennessee, Louisiana, Mississippi, some places, and even in Florida, when you're not used to it, it makes you have a really uneasy, almost claustrophobic and develop anxiety because it you feel is, like your, it does. your clothes are sticking to you. You feel like yeah. everybody's dirty and the dry heat up here, it's hot and the sun will get you, but you never feel like you're in that sauna, which I like that feeling. I like to be in a heat room once in a while or a sauna and really like get it all out. But, um, I've always not said every, that not when you get up in the morning and go out to your no. car. No, like that just kills you. Like, and especially if you run hot, like some people I know you like, you probably have to change shirts four or five times a day if you don't live under an air conditioner, but the the heat, the heat here, like in Tahoe, like, I don't know if you, you've played out here. I don't know if you've got to visit the beaches of Tahoe. There's no place like it on earth. Many, 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 many times, many times, both in all seasons in Tahoe. Oh, I love Tahoe. It's one of my favorite places to, to, um, it's stunning. It's one of my favorite places to be. It's, it's Lake Tahoe and that whole area up there. Um, it's where I learned to ski. It's, it's where I, yeah, I came you're, up, really. Because you're not, not from, far, you're from, not where far I grew up. from there. You, you I was about really a three-hour drive from where I was born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, California. I mean, you know, Tahoe's part, you know, half and half California, Nevada. But yeah, it's a, it's just a special place and it's like one of the wonders of the world. And I don't, I've had this discussion and this argument with people of where I don't know of another lake or body of water that's, that is, is tourist, it's, that has the tourist traffic that 
Tahoe does year round because not a lot of them have the summer and winter time. You know, some of them have a lot of a lot of them have summer, but they don't have the ski slopes to keep it going in the winter like Tahoe does. So right. and we get tons of snowfall. So that place from Truckee all the way around to North Shore, South Shore, it's it's busy year round. Except right now, they've already canceled, and the first time in my life they canceled Fourth of July at Tahoe. I, I'm I'm certain of it because I, I mean, us as artists out there, and 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 of course everyone that we're involved with, you know, we kind of keep, we're the, I guess the, the center of the wheel. And then, you know, from songwriters to publishers, to managers, to you name it, we keep those wheels, that wheel going. And, you know, we're just, our our lives, we have literally just, um, this has become our reality. It's between a, you know, it's on a computer screen and, and um, not getting to play live and, and get out there and tour is just such an, odd feeling I, I gotta tell you it's one thing to say hey I'm gonna take the year off from touring and I'm gonna I've got other things I want to do I want to go hunting I want to go you know I've got I want to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro I want to go do this or I want to go do that it's another thing entirely to just basically all of us be sort of forced to to uh, have to be follow protocol and be in, in you know very, very strange reality that we're living in. So I'm trying to adjust, but being an outdoorsman myself, like you are, um, and where you certainly where you are, and we have a lot of beautiful state parks and and a lot of really beautiful lush uh, farmland out here where I am as well. And it's, it's really hard not to hang with your people and, and, you know, gather around the pool and do you know do the thing even doing that is even that we're limited in doing so it's 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 a strange strange times indeed that we are living in yeah i think it's just i often refer to like confidence and being able to network and being able to adapt to different crowds and travel in the country like we have both had the blessing to be able to do so in our lives and you and music and me in the outdoors it's just i've been off i've been thinking a lot to myself, Heidi, about are we going to lose our swagger? Are we going to remember how to act all the time? Are the locations going to be able to recover like the swagger? I want to get into this word swagger because the town that you're coming from is in Nashville is got more swagger than pretty much any place in the country right now. The last 10 years, the place has exploded. The swagger there is kind of cool. It's just a really cool town. If you enjoy live music, good food, and great people. I don't know the ins and outs of it like you do, but the experiences that I have had there are at the top of my list. But to hear people talk about Broadway being shut down and no music to where you could walk into a place at noon or at midnight and you're going to hear some kind of cover band or some kind of original. And I I just hope that that comes back. Like how long will it take for Broadway and Midtown to get its swagger back? Are people going to trust right away? Um, some people say that I'm a worry wart and I'm like, well, not really because we're being, we're kind of being honed to be this way from now on of, are we going to keep our distance? And I don't know, I, I might be looking too much into it and, and putting too much drama into it, but I'm just hoping that uh, like I, I, I had a call before this with a partner and we're talking about February at the NWTF, the, our party every year. I'm like, man, I hope we have it because they already right. canceled NRA there. So I'm just hoping that the town, I'm hoping that America and the world and our people and our communities get our swagger back and that we, that we can be comfortable around each other again and live life. You know, I, I hear what you're saying, uh, Chad. And, you know, the way that I, I've been 
choosing to to uh, kind of look at this whole thing pretty much from the start. And of course, it's just it's really scary. You start to see that the, those death numbers go up and um, the death toll go up. And and I personally, you know, depending on where you live in the country, I have lots of friends who are uh, living in areas that are they don't need, they don't know. I just had a conversation with my sister in Sonoma County, California. And she said, and they're being super careful. They're social distancing. They don't go, you can't go into a store without a mask on. Um, all of that, which I think is great. But she, I said, Kelly, do you even know anyone who's had uh, the coronavirus or, or is dealing with? And she said, Heidi, we have not had around us as a family. We have, we don't know one person. Whereas me here in Nashville, I have uh, personally quite a few friends who actually got the virus. Um, the majority of those friends went through all the rigors of it, like the body aches, the fever, the hardcore, like two to three weeks of um, hardcore quarantining, um, fellow musicians, but got, got through it, got over it. And then I have a few friends who got it and had very few symptoms and they were very, uh, they were, it, they got through it a little easier. Um, who knows how many of us have been asymptomatic, which is really the scariest part about this virus. But I also have um, three or four f- actual friends, people that I would consider a friend that have passed away from it. So if you're in a place that is that where it's affected your life personally, you're going you're gonna to look at it a little differently. And if you're in a place where, you know, it's, you don't know anybody who's had the virus, you don't, you, it's not, a, it's not personal to you. It's a little harder because it's not close to your heart. That being said, bottom line is I feel like this virus, I feel like this, what we're going through right now, the way this thing is spreading airborne, the fact that it's kind of a silent killer, the fact that it, that it can be spread with, through people that don't have any symptoms. Um, I think that is an absolute, and if you're a non-believer, that's totally cool. I am no, I'm no judge of anybody when it comes to um, faith or any of that, but I think this is God talking to us. And I think that we need to open our eyes and our ears and be listening to what he's trying to tell us. And, and I think that's to take care of our environment and us as outdoorsmen and people that both of us, you know, we love to hunt, we love to fish, take care of our, our open waters, take care of our air quality. Um, and it, as you've seen people go inside, what have you seen? You've seen our air quality get better. You've seen uh, in places like L.A. and uh, Miami and places where um, it's stagnant and you've got smog and all that stuff. You're, you're seeing a little cleaner air. You're seeing people just because we've had to. So I think there's some messages here we need to be listening to. And I think there's a footprint that God is, he's talking to us. And I, and I, there is a, simply put, I, I think that I hope anyways, that as we move in and out, I pray that this is the only phase of this thing. I don't know that that will be the case. We might get I'm seeing some things where we're getting spiked in other states. Uh, this being one of them, Tennessee is we're spiking here again. Um, so 
That being said, however long it takes, I hope that we carry some of the lessons that we're learning about taking care of each other, loving each other, reaching out to our families, uh, having dinner with our families, being close to each other, uh, people who are the parents who are having to homeschool, um, the quality of life of being together, reaching out to your, your friends and saying, what do you need? How can I help? Um, there are lots of things that we are doing right now that I, I hope leaves a footprint when this is long gone. So I'm trying to take the positives from it. And I, I just pray that we're able to open, you know, as we open back up, that the people aren't idiots and, you know, dummies like some people have already been and being, and if you ask me, it's just disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the people who have died, to their families that are suffering from it, from the people who have fought the, the, the virus. I think it's just disrespectful to go, I don't care. And I also think it's disrespectful to make it a political thing. And I don't mind saying that. I think this is, you know, it's, that's just, that pisses me off, frankly. And I, I know it's a family show, but it really makes me mad when we politicize something that, we're talking about being a life and death issue. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's how I, how we feel about it in our home. No, I'm I'm right on the same page with you. And I kind of, I don't shut the world off, but I really try to look at it through the optimistic binoculars of, of becoming better in areas that I obviously needed to be better. And the messages were sent to us this way. So I think there's a great way of looking at it as far as the way you just described it with becoming a better, you know, whatever you need to work on personally. A better yes. friend, a better daughter, a better son, yeah. a better daughter. Yeah, just everything. I mean, I've honed in on cooking, on home ec with Alyssa, on swimming lessons, on physical yeah. education, on more walks, more just slowing down and taking a walk in the evening, you know, where Absolutely. when you're running and gunning, I was barely home at that time. So anyway, it's, I, I, I'm staying optimistic as well. And I completely agree with what you're saying. And I think it is disrespectful too, that just because we get a little bit of leeway or somebody gives a little bit of that rope that we try to take a mile and we're right back on, I've seen beaches in Florida where people were shoulder to shoulder already. And it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if we want to get back, you know, our revenue streams and get back to living and, 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 you know, we're, it's going to be dependent on our responsibility level. And there's been a lot of irresponsibility through this. And then the, yeah, the political part of it, it's just like a, it's a media blitz. It becomes a media blitz and politics is a business now. And it should have never been a big business in my opinion. No, no, it shouldn't have. But, uh, you know, both sides are guilty. And at the end of the day, it, it's, it's, they're equally as guilty. And it didn't matter which side you are. It's just stop already. You know, when people are, if, if they, I just wish they'd stop and look at the big picture here. And um, that being said, uh, uh, you know, I've got a gig that is my literally, and this, this tells you how kind of big of a deal it is for the change, like the change of the pace of, of us artists in our lives, like, and so many people, so many of us out there, no matter what you do for a living, um, literally hitting the brakes or the pause button. It, it has been, um, we, I mean, every single live show that I had on the books, which was, a, I was going to be gone this summer and early fall, um, which I enjoy doing. I love doing it's, I, I love bringing the music out to the people and since I have a new record coming out in August, it's just like perfect timing. It's just 
it's a, it's a time to be rejoicing and, you know, putting this new music out. And, and so here I am with, you know, we moved it back the release date back from June 5th to August 28th, thinking that maybe good Lord willing that it, that, that, that the timing would give me enough, um, uh, sort of space to be able to tour around it, do some release parties, get the music out there to the people that some of the venues would be opened back up. And I have to be honest, I, you know, it's about to be, it's June, basically the top of June. And I don't see that happening because those would be being booked right now. I do. Ironically, you just mentioned the beaches in Florida. I do have one date. <laughs> One day that has been on the books for months and um, the it's it's on it's in Panama City Beach, Florida. And it's like a it's not a private show, but it's a show for only the people who stay at this resort. Um, and it's it's actually a very it's a holiday Inn of all things, a holiday Inn in Panama, Panama City Beach Resort. Beautiful stage right on the ocean. Um, and they are reopening and they're booking talent. And I just saw, I think Colin Ray opened it up and I saw a video of his show and I showed it to, I showed it to to my other half, Matt. I was like, I cannot believe, of course it was over Memorial Day weekend. So granted that is a busy time anyways, but it was, nobody had masks on the Colin and and was up on stage and and the oceans behind him and he's got the open air and he's kind of you know obviously away from the crowd a little bit but uh the people were just wall to wall packed packed in there of course in in any other situation that would be ideal that's exactly what we want but in this particular case I'm kind of going it scares me a little bit you know not not for me as much as it does my people. I don't want to put anybody in harm's way. At the same time, I am keeping the date June twenty first, and uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm keeping it scaled down. Just a uh, me and a three piece band, so four of us, four piece band on stage instead of the full thing. And um, I'm gonna keep it and do it. But I think the only reason that I have felt kind of okay about it is because it is outdoors. It, but it's, you know, it's something I think about and I, because you always want to keep your people safe. You want to keep yourself and your band safe and you want to keep your the people that are staying, you know, that fans and, and uh, half of those fans are, you know, they become friends. I met you through the music as as, you know, as a fan and we've become friends. And so, you know, it's like you don't want anybody being put in harm's way. So. Um, one date though, that's all I've got on the books and everything else has been postponed very, very likely to most everything has moved to 2021. So yeah, I've been seeing some video of the Florabama and the beaches around Panama and it's, uh, they're out there. People are, uh, they're in, they're in the bars and I know that, you know, that it's not shoulder to shoulder, but it's busy. It's crowded. It's busy. I don't know what, I don't know if there is going to be a spike or not. I'm hoping. I'm hoping not. not. Most states are starting to slowly go into phase one and phase two and phase three and yeah. open, you know, I think bars are kind of like on the last part of the, you know, in the last phase of all of those efforts. So I, bars are kind of the scariest because I mean, you're for obvious reasons, you know, you're clamored in there and, and, um, 
close together. And I, I if that if that were the case in this thing, I, I think I would have gone ahead and declined it and said, let's hold off. But because it's out in the in the open uh, and and on the beach, which is which is, uh, you know, kind of a healthy place to be. And there's a lot of healthy elements that we need, you know, from the beach that that are good for us. So I'm, I'm going to go with it. But, um, you know, it's just it's I think everybody, no matter what you do for a living, we're all just kind of trying to be that um, we uh, there's a lot of us that are reluctant. Uh, doesn't matter what side, whether you're red or blue or somewhere in the middle. It's you know, we're, I just want us all to be smart about it and um, and to take care of each other, and um, and you know, it's so that we could go on forever about all this, but I do think there's a message that we should be listening to and books we need to be reading and uh, you know things that we need to be. It's a good time to be quieting our minds and um uh that's not a, that's really hard for me to do I've always got busy brain are you I don't know if you're that way but I'm like I'm 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 always got something going on and this this time has uh, has made me have to put my ears in and listen to audiobooks or, or crack a book more more and spend quiet time watching documentaries, being with my fam, you know, my, my, in, Matt and I in the house, lots of cooking, um, lots of quality time. And are you writing at all? Quality time talking to our people too. Are you writing? Have we you found any, have you yes. found inspiration in any of this or in, uh, to, to get some lyrics going? You know, Chad, it's interesting. The first, um, first month or so it was the opposite. Like I, I kind of was in, um, I was a little stunned by all of this. I was saddened. I still am. I still have good days and bad days. I still have day. I think all of us that are going through this, um, I don't know very many people who are just, dun, 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 you know, walking through this like it's no big deal. Um, I, I have some days where I literally can't get out of the blues. Like I, I feel bad for what's going on. I feel bad for the, you know, the loss. I feel bad for what I'm, what I'm seeing around us, I feel bad. I, I got on social media today. One of my favorite little hometown, uh, I say hometown, meaning here in Nashville. This is my second home, I guess you'd say. Um, clubs that so many of us uh, played that state, played the stage at this little club um, is closing its doors for, for good and called Douglas Corner. And um I'm seeing a lot of that happen. And so there's this, you know, businesses, restaurants, all kinds of different things that are barely hanging on by, you know, by their hanging on by the skin of their teeth. And that's going to affect you. And there's also, you know, the isolation and stuff like that. We've been, Matt and I have been around some friends, but we've been doing so responsibly as of late. Uh, this Memorial Week Day weekend, this past weekend, we were around some like our little tribe here in Nashville, very small group of people. And man, it did our hearts so good to be around some dear ones, you know, to, just to be able to share a meal together and sit down. And but we were respectful. We, you know, the pool was open, but everybody was respectful of each other's space. So, um, yeah, I've been having the, the for the first month and month and a half, the lot of the blues and not not to answer your question, not very inspired to write. Then that kind of turned into 
the more I, I started reading and listening and watching certain things, the more I started getting inspired, which is inevitable, you know. Um, I find that the more I, I read or even if I do audiobooks, it's my vocabulary opens up and my my brain opens up and I my sentences get, you know, um, I, I start using larger syllables, more than two syllables per word, you know what I mean? Those kinds of things. So I, it inspires the songwriting part of things. So Matt and I both have been been uh, sitting down, writing some things and uh, kind of capturing what's going on in our minds during this time. And I think that will become, um, I think they're, they're, so far the things that we've written, he's written a couple things that like, I think will hold up for the long haul, you know, that are just really, really strong. So, um, and then ironically, I have to say this, there's some songs on this new record that 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 I'm releasing that um, that had a, a very sincere and frankly like a a, a very uh, kind of prolific you know meaning way before this pandemic ever happened and little did I know when you listen to them now they have a they've taken on a whole new meaning and it's it's really really. I was just talking to my co-producer, Moose Brown, today, and uh, before I talked to you, and he said, man, I just heard a song that we had written called Wait For It. He said, man, it just hit me between the eyes. He said, I didn't, who, how could we have known how, um, how perfect a message it was for what we're going through right now? So, you know, there's some of that happening, too. So is there mentally, are you okay with the idea of not being able to support a brand new album with one date on the books, meaning that record sales are different. There's no doubt about it. There's no argument there. Things have changed with the way people get their music. We can, we can get it out there on the, on all of these different formats and streaming efforts and all of this, but your, your main source of revenue as an artist in this world today, I would feel is the live show and the merch and, and, you know, and getting to know your audience. And that's where, you know, you're getting booked by these promoters and these different venues and you're, that's how you make your, your livelihood. So I understand naturally that's not even a discussion, like that's right. stressful on anybody with a revenue stream, but now that you have this this new album coming out, are you and Matt and everybody sitting back going, well, maybe it's smart to push it back even further now that you're not going to have enough dates before August and maybe make it uh, more of a, to- I mean, I just, I can't imagine if you're, you know, the way your brain works and you're self-admittingly a busy body and you're, you're a type A personality, you have a hard time shutting it off like I do, man, my, my mind would be circling a hundred miles an hour. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get it out there? I mean, we've put in our heart and soul and our passion into this project. And now if it doesn't have a, a you know, leave its mark and how, ha- you know, if it doesn't have emphasis when it's released, is it the smart thing to do to hold off a little bit more? Like all of those questions in the music business, cause you're not the only one that has albums coming out right now. And exactly. it's kind of a weird time. Yeah. Great. It's a great question. You at you, you're, uh, you're posing there and I'll tell you, um, the answer to that question is, so we had June 5th and then that was an, uh, just a no brainer to push it back. And I came up with the date, August 28th. It was actually to the chagrin of my publicists um, who are based out in Santa Monica, uh, 
out in LA. Um, they wanted us, they wanted me to keep it June 5th. And, um, man, you know, at that point, I knew that at that point that we had, we were going to push it back. Uh, I said, this is, this is my, my, my record. This is my livelihood. This is my life. And those around me that, that the team around me that I work with, my band, my manager, you know, publicity, all of us, we are a team. Um, it affects way more than just me, but but if I don't make the right decision here, uh, I'm going to regret it. So I I really instinctively knew that pushing it back from June 5th, which we were going to do kind of wrapped around, even though it's more of an Americana record, uh, without a shadow of a doubt it is, um, we were going to re- release it around CMA Fan Fest, uh, which is at the top of June, and I knew that that was just about to be canceled. So I called Brian, my manager, and I said, Brian, I said, I know that, that there's a lot of stuff still on the books right now. I know that right now we still have some dates, a lot of dates, and that every not everything is going away, but I think it's going to. And I think that's going to be what's going to happen. And I think we should push this release, release date back. And he agreed. And you know, then we had to call everybody else, and, and there was some pushback. Um, but I just said, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I want to be able to at least give it a chance to, to tour around it. Um, so I don't know why, but August 28th just seemed like, I don't know, popped out in my head. And I thought maybe that's enough pushback where good Lord willing, like I said, we would have some, uh, enough time to be able to hopefully, you know, find some sort of a vaccine or at least some, you know, everybody be, you know, be testing more. We'd have the numbers more accurate. Um, things would be moving along a lot better and that there was a very good chance. I thought that I might be able to, even in uh, some outdoor venues or smaller venues, um, maybe not to the big, big crowds yet, but in in some small way, I'd still be able to uh, make a big, a really big deal physically, uh, face to face, uh, with this record. And sure enough, here we are, like I said, at the top of June and I, I don't see that happening. So to answer your question, um, I asked myself what, you know, I said self (laughs) and, uh, do you really want to stick with, with the 28th and unequivocally, I, I, I think, without a doubt it's i think people need new music right now we're all looking for it i know i'm excited when when i'm looking down and scrolling down seeing uh people that i admire and i enjoy listening to putting out new music i'm still buying it i'm still getting a hold of it it's easy to get a hold of it it doesn't matter whether you um yeah, obviously it's on everybody's digital digital platform. So there's so many digital platforms that people can get a hold of music. So however people choose to do that, whether it be iTunes or Spotify or whatever, that however they choose to get their music, um, it will be available on all of those. And then those like myself who still like to hold something physical in their hand, we will be doing vinyl which I think is um, is super important right now. I think vinyl has made a big comeback. It's a whole culture that is, uh, is I know we have a, a record player in the house. We use it all the time. We have it running constantly, in fact. And there is a warmth and a sound 
on vinyl that you just simply don't get in any other way of, you know, any other facet. So of listening. So uh, also CDs, we're going to be having those. So even though we're not going to be able to get out there physically, um, August 28th is going to stick. I'm going to stick by it. Even if it means I can't go out there and tour physically, I have been working my arse off and thank God for Matt, Matt King, my, my other half who has, he is literally, you know, he's a writer and a, and a, and an artist and a producer himself. And he's kind of had to switch modes and put a different hat on and learn. I wish I had the patience, but he, he has literally had to learn how to um, build a whole new platform, just like so many of us are having to do. Uh, whether they hire a company or they do it th- themselves at home, they are, we're having to do this right here. We are creating a whole new audience, keeping our loyal fans um, and doing live streams. So I've been doing that every Sunday on Facebook live uh, um, in my home studio right here. We call it live from the hideaway and kind of like a quarantine, you know, um, you know, uh, flip of of the phrase there and and just said you know let's do let's do this on a regular schedule every sunday at six o'clock central and people can tune in and every week you know i take some requests i play some of the the former hits from back in the early days i kind of bounce around all the way through my career and then i play a, a lot of um bounce around through this new record the barfly sessions so that i can kind of even though it's a, an acoustic version of it, I can give people a taste of what this new record is. And, um, and and there's so many different flavors on that record that it's been kind of fun to do that. So I've been actually, you know, keeping a nice, uh, building a nice foundation with that. Um, been guest guesting on, uh, being a guest on a lot of other platforms, um, from the boot to, um, the parlor sessions, me and James McMurtry are going to do one on, uh, June 8th. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. I mean, every day there's two to three, sometimes four things going on just like this right here. And, um, very few days off. So, it's just, we're still marketing the record. We're just doing it in an entirely different way. Um, and to, to, f- to put the cap on the end of that question, do I, lo- do I love it? Am I, am I embracing it? I'm embracing it because I have to. Um, and I'm grateful for it because if we didn't have this, we, would, we wouldn't have any way to reach out to, to our friends and our fans. So I'm grateful for it. Um, and I'm grateful people get on and they sit there and write in and they, you know, they, you know, they'll throw me their requests or they'll tell me, Hey, I love, I love your shirt. Um, I, uh, can you play some Delta Dawn? Can you, you know what? It could be any number of things. I talk about um, what are people watching? What are people eating? What are people uh, reading? We talk about cooking. We talk about all kinds of stuff on my live stream on Sunday nights. And now I'm starting to do one on Wednesday nights. Um, excuse me, Wednesday afternoons. Uh, starting June 10th, I'm going to be doing one hosted by Honer Harmonicas. And um, I'm going to be doing like a 30 to 45 minute set that every, and it's every other Wednesday, 
uh, starting June 10th. And I'm going to be picking two to three songs from the Barfly sessions and focusing on those tracks, uh, particularly singing a few other outside things might be a cover, might be a hit from Trick Pony or a hit from prior solo stuff. Um, but mainly focusing on the Barfly sessions. And um, that's brought to you by Honer, uh, who has been very good to me as a harp player um, in my career. So there's lots of uh, lots of ways we're having to be very creative to reach out to you guys and, and, um, and to keep people interested. Because let's be honest, there's a whole bunch of people like me doing this very same thing, you know, and, and and you got to find new and interesting ways to keep people uh, on board and not scrolling by. Yeah. And I think it's been really cool to see the support that the fans are giving the music mu- musicians um, on a lot of different levels of support being on there. And then what the musicians are giving back to the fans to provide that music and that sanctity and that therapy that so many people are grasping for it. You know, no matter what, it's not going to replace the adrenaline and oh, no. the backstage feeling of walking off your bus and that walk to the stage. And right, you know, you tying your scarf around your head or putting your hat on and grabbing your harp and hitting it once or twice and going out. Just, I could just, I can't imagine the energy that goes into that. And that's kind of how we started this conversation, Heidi, was that that swagger is so key in what you do. Like what Jerry Jeff, the story you told me about meeting Jerry Jeff in New Orleans, the city that he, you know, met Mr. Bojangles, the city that he wrote the songs Bojangles in when he was in jail for, you know, Jerry Jeff got arrested for public uh, drunkenness and he got up on a table and he was telling this woman that I love you, you need to marry me. And she was a waitress. They called the cops. He goes to the drunk tank, meets this guy named Bojangles. And when you tell that story about swagger, it's like, I think of like everything that goes into um, just the swaggerness in the title of this record, right? So like when I when I was coming up in the country and you would hear of my dad being at a bar or my mom would stop at this little place called the watering hole or when I turned 21 and I was in these bars, Barfly had a negative connotation in the way yeah. that it was presented to me growing up. Like, hey, stay away from her. She's just a barfly. You know, things like were negative. And then I started thinking like, well, why would Heidi Newfield name an album when she has so much swagger and all this talent in the world? And so I started thinking, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but it's kind of like, if I was a songwriter, I would want to be a fly on the wall in so many of these bars and these honky tonks and these neon signs just to see what's going on. The stories being told, the beers being spilled or poured, the pool games and billiards going on, the honky tonk, everything that goes into it. So I'm starting to think like, you know, you hear that saying, like if I could just be a fly on the wall when they were doing this. So I think that that title has some really cool cleverness to it as far as where you go. But what, where is the swaggerness in that name? Why the bar? Why the Barfly Sessions when you've played the biggest stages, the biggest crowds, you've had number one hits, you've written number one hits, you've delivered number one hits at radio, you've 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 had multi-platinum selling albums. Why Barfly? Is it, are we supposed to look at you in a different light? Or am I supposed to think like Heidi is a, a fly on the wall and she's gathering all this intake and intel before she puts pen to paper with her co-writers? Uh, all, uh, all, such a good question. And, and actually, um, the, the answer is, is so simple. Um, there's a track on this, on this record, the Barfly Sessions volume one, uh, that is called Barfly. Ironically, the word Barfly is never used in the song, not one time, 
but it refers to a woman. Uh, it tells a story of a woman. It's kind of got a, um, it's got a little bit of a, speaking of swagger, it's got a, a beat and a swagger to it that's kind of reminiscent of a, of a Johnny Cash, um, boom chicka, boom chicka kind of feel. There's some soul singers back there that are just really getting it with me. Um, but it's, it's got a, it's a harmonica song. It's got a, uh, a country flavor to it. It's kind of doesn't, it's genreless. It's one of those songs that you could kind of put on the radio and somebody might call it country and the other person might say, well, that's, um, that's a blues tune um, or that's got, you know, this feel to it. So <clears throat> back to the story, it's about a woman who is uh, sitting in a bar and uh, this kind of slick dude comes up and, and, and sits down next to her on the stool next to her and they could strike up a conversation and uh, it tells a, a kind of an overview of a story of how this woman is basically she knows her stuff. She has been there and done that. She has seen um, a thousand pretty boys and, uh, you know, come and go from th these types of places and she is nobody's fool. So it actually kind of takes this woman who's kind of, it, it actually turns the derogatory, uh, I totally agree that Barfly, from the movie that Mickey Rourke was in, Barfly, I mean, it, it was definitely a derogatory, uh, uh, used in a derogatory way. We just sort of flipped the switch on it and sort of made it about, um, it could be anybody, I mean, any, I mean, you could be, 21 years old and a newbie to this thing, but you got a swagger about yourself and a, and a way of holding yourself and you are not, you're, you're not going to be played for a fool. So um, this one is kind of like, was kind of like coming from my view, my vantage point, if you will, um, as has happened many times as I've been sitting at a bar, uh, maybe having a cold beer or a sip of whiskey or something and of course, you know, I'm going to, somebody's going to flop down and it could be the coolest conversation ever, which it usually ends up being, or it could be like, I see what this guy's all about right off the bat. I see this coming and, um, and how I have handled that in the past. And this woman isn't, she, she says flat out, I'm not going home with you, but man, if you, if you'll buy my drinks tonight, I'll light your cigarettes. And, um, she says, you know, uh, I, I came here for the party, but I'm going home alone. If you're down with that, then, you know, then Mr. Bring it on, you know, it's, it's really kind of a fee, almost a feel good thing, but it's really about a woman who knows her, her stuff. And so it's, it's even, so as, we, as we got done writing it and, and it needs to be said, actually, my, um, I, I think I'll, I'll be introducing him here in a minute, but Matt King, my, my other half, um, who's a talented guy in his own right, he had been kind of playing with this sort of like, I don't know, it just was this really cool groove. And from the kitchen, I was, you know, I kept hearing that him walking around the house playing this this really cool Johnny Cashy kind of vibey sort of thing. And I was like, I said, Matt, I really love that. I said, let's, let's, let me hop on, hop on with, with, uh, in that, on that thing with you. And he said, yeah, absolutely. So he had, you know, he started with a, a couple of phrases and we, we decided that's where we were going with it. And, 
um, we wrote a couple verses and uh, it was on a day. We finished it on a day when I was writing with Moose Brown and Leslie Satcher, finishing another song on the record, which was is a complete 180 called Wait For It that I mentioned to you earlier. And we finished it early because we had already written a chorus. So we finished that song in a matter of, you know, really quite, quite quickly. And I said, guys, I said, nobody in this room needs four people to write a song for God's sakes. But Matt and I've got this cool thing started and it's really fun. Would y'all mind if I go upstairs and get him? Let's let's just have some fun writing this thing if y'all are into it. And they said, absolutely. Go up and get him. Go, go get him. So I went up and got Matt and he, we, he, I grabbed my harp and he grabs his guitar and we played him this, these couple verses that we had down of this song that ended up being called Barfly. And um, they fell out. They were like, oh, this is awesome. And so we wrote this tune and um, it's really about a wise woman who just, you know, is, is just, uh, she knows her stuff and she knows her way around and she's, you know, so it kind of flips the switch on that on that derogatory phrase. And so when when we wrote the song, when we finished it up, Matt was sitting at the at the board and we were kind of mixing a little demo on it. And uh, I said, let's call this thing Barfly, even though I knew that. And, and everybody's we all went, yeah, that kind of fits. It's really cool. Like this woman, you know, she's not a slime. She's not a, a you know, slime ball. She's a class act. She just happens to be, you know, like so many of us women, we like to go to bars, too, <laughs> you know. And but uh, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that you're a, a, a slime bag. So that being said, we all said, like, yeah, let's call it Barfly. And then it, it took no time at all as Moose and I began to build the the record and it was getting so big. We cut 14, we cut like 18 songs, but we put 14 on the record. Um, that's a pretty big record. And I start, I just started referring to it as the Barfly sessions. And Moose just looked at me and he goes, I love that. He goes, it, it just falls out of the mouth. It's easy on the, he said that just, I, I would be interested in hearing what the, what is on the barfly sessions? What is that? What, what do you have to say? So we started calling it the barfly sessions and then we added the volume one because there might be a volume two. So well, there's gotta be, cause um, it is a very interesting title and it's a cool yeah. analogy of, of the word experience. Like you have, you, you've, been you've been in the game you are a you know you're a uh, had a, have had an awesome career that's I still rocking when I was six so yeah so like you could 20 years ago the negative connotation of it is how many years ago did you say <laughs> i'm glad i was talking over that because i i think i heard you wrong yeah yeah you I started when you were six so you started 30 years ago yeah. yeah something like that it's perfect <laughs> but I think bar, I think barfly is cool because it tells you that, that you've been there, done that. And just because if a girl goes to a bar, it's almost like the old analogy in high school that if a girl put out, she was a slut, but if a guy did, he was a stud. And I know this is a family exactly. show, but it's always been an unfair deal to where if a guy was at a bar, he was just there to meet his buddies. But if a That's girl right. was continuously there after work, she's a barfly. So I had always heard that yeah. growing up about certain individuals. And I think it's a really, I just think it's an awesome, I just picture that 
the cover art. I picture the, the, the merch and the shirts and, and the koozies with the fly on the wall or, you know, I don't know. There's just a cool, there's a lot of cool things that I could see it doing, but, um, well, there's also a reference to liquor in, um, in a lot of these songs of, of some sort, there's a lot of reference to, and, and as you know, I'm a whiskey drinker and a, and, and a wine drinker and, I'm, just, I'm a drinker, but I, I, I don't drink to get hammered. I drink because I actually enjoy the taste of it. And, um, and I'm pretty responsible about it. And so like, you know, my, the people on my, on my, you know, on my bus will go, how is it that you're five foot, barely five foot two and you can out drink all of us. And I'm like, because I don't do shots. I, I sit, I'm a sipper. You got to learn how to drink. You got you know to bar- I mean? you gotta be a bar fly. You gotta you, well, you gotta be this kind of you know of a barfly. So, yeah, it, it's it's a it's it's funny the double standard that women all the that that, that double standard still applies in so many ways uh, in our in the music business and in general. Um, you pretty much nailed it when you said you know if a guy does this this and this he's considered a stud. If a woman does it, she's considered a whore. Yeah, and it's a different. It's a weird mindset. It's it's unfair in a lot of ways. It's a yeah. It's it, but I think the word sessions too is really cool because it just puts yeah. on this whole. I don't know. I like it. It's got an old school feel to it, and it's got a it's got a traditional sense to it. And I can't wait to hear it. I want to do like if it's coming out right around Labor Day, we need to do something on the you know the barfly, you know the working tapes and the working man's holiday and and all of this stuff coming up. The work tapes, you know, like yeah. I want I want to help promote it. I want to help get the music out there. I want to hear some of it. What 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 song would if I said I want you to sing a song off of the new album? Is there one that automatically pops up that you it would what would be the first release? What's the first single or what do you have one in mind? Well, there is a first single uh, that we are gonna <clears throat> that we're gonna come with um, that ac- actually is a, a thing that I got to do with. Um, it's a little bit more of a blues tune, literally by the title. It's called "The Blues Is My Business," and I got to do it with Delbert McClinton. Um, so, I mean, it's just it, it's just it's one of of only two songs on the record that I didn't have a hand in writing or didn't write. Um, but I heard it, uh, and every, but there was, there had to be maybe 15 people in the room in this pitch meeting when I heard it and everybody was moving. Some people were up like just grooving and shaking. It was hilarious. And I immediately said, Oh my God, I, I've got to cut this song. And then immediately started thinking who would make a great duet partner for it. And, uh, I thought, Delbert. Um, I'd never worked with him before uh, like this, but it, he's, he heard the music and was kind enough to, uh, he agreed to come in and blow some harp on it with me and uh, and sing on it. We had a really big time. It was, it was very cool. And he has since invited me to do uh, some, some dates with him and um, invited me to come up, play on his cruise, blues cruise that he does every year in January which we, which we did, we, Matt and I went and uh, I'm glad we went. We had a blast. Uh, it was like the Mavericks and it, it's just this whole mismosh of, of blues uh, singers, writers um, and pickers, a lot of players, Sean Camp and 
Lauren Massetti and Sharon Vaughn and Big Al Anderson and and Gary Nicholson and all and but then there's these guys like the Mavericks are on it. The Foy Foy Vance from Dublin, Ireland is on it. He's amazing. Um the the list is endless of and then of course you've got Delbert. Leroy Parnell was on it. So we all kind of like you had this kind of combination of country blues. Uh, singer-songwriter kind of stuff, and it was really, really fun. We did that in January, um, and thank God nobody was the very beginning of hearing about, you know, what was going on, what was coming over from China. So we, thank God we all made it back okay from a cruise. But that is the first single that's coming out, um, and that will come out directly uh, right before uh, the uh, the record comes out, August 28th. Um, Largely going to put it out to Americana and Roots and certainly like, you know, places like Willie's Roadhouse and Outlaw Country and those types of things um, because it just suits. It's just music. It's really it's just really good music. But to answer your question, so I can I can do that one for you right now or I can do um, I can do the title track of this thing. What do you want to do, Matt? You call it. You're helping me pick on this thing. This is your gig, baby. Uh, Barfly would be fun. You let's do Barfly since we talked a long time about it. I, I think I think let's do Barfly because. Um, yeah, I want to hear this groove that Matt had come up. Yeah, with you'll, you, you'll hear what I'm thinking. you'll hear what I'm talking about, Chad. When uh, What's when your shirt uh, say? we break into this thing. Now you have to remember this is like this really on the record. It really grooves and it really grows. And these, I got these killer soul singers with me that that are just getting it um so there's like some cool breakdown things but acoustically i think it's a lot of fun too folks this is matt king what up matt who has stolen my ray wiley hat oh, i like ray wiley hubbard what does your shirt say heidi this bat what does it say this, this badass my new favorite woman. t-shirt right now dude you gotta I stand up a little bit. Says, Your microphone's in the way. Says this bat says this badass woman honors in me and honors the badass woman in you. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, it's kind of about <clears throat> I'm not one of those caddy women. I like to actually lift up and support my fellow uh sisters in music. So Are you a fan are you a fan, real quick before you sing? Are you a fan of Gretchen Wilson? Gretchen and I are good friends, yeah. Yeah, that woman can sing the phone book. Are you kidding me? I just, I would love to see you and her live together, like do like trade songs back and forth. I freaking, she's a duck hunter. She's a badass. Oh, yeah. And like, I don't even know what happened to her or where she went, but man, she's freaking strong. She's still I, around. She's still making music. She's got, um, I love her new album. I love opened, her new album. She's opened up a label, I think, and has actually got a couple of people that she's, she's kind of going to, um, uh, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I'm pretty sure that she's got a new label that she has started and she's kind of stepping over onto the other side of it still as an artist and is still writing. But I think that she's got a couple of art of young, you know, young guys, uh, young, I think a girl and a guy that are coming up um, that she is helping bring up. And uh, I'm really glad to see her do that. So yeah, no, she's still around. In fact, I, it's probably been, Right at about eight, nine months since I've yeah. seen her. But uh, we do stuff around town, and I'll be playing some benefit or something down to, uh, uh, at some, you know, like Third and Lindsley or someplace downtown. And from the back of the room, I'll see Gretchen come walking up and she'll throw me, you know, throw $20 bills in the air or whatever. She just, 
She just, she's awesome, man. She's, she's my kind of people. Yeah. I like her too. And she's tough, man. She's, she's a go-getter. I really like that album that she did last year, the year before it was yeah. a girl's, it was a girl's name. Fancy, not fancy, but. Oh remember. God. Now I'm don't. Oh, now I'm going to be embarrassed. Cause I can't remember. Either. No, I can't remember it either. And I've, I've listened to it a lot of times. I'm looking right now. It's about a girl. It's it's kind it's kind of like chewing a girl out for being the reason why women get the name Barfly sometimes. If I remember right, exactly. I'm I'm grabbing a harp and making sure I actually have the right one. It was called the album's called Ready to Get Rowdy, and the single off of it was called Stacy. Good job doing your research, Stacy. I should have had that down before. Um. This is B flat, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Why is it that of all the harps I can't find is an E flat harp? Hold on, Chad. I'm coming to you. I found it. We're good. <clears throat> so this is, the song is called Barfly. So this is the title track, which happened completely organically and authentic, authentically, which is the best way for it to happen, I believe. And um, Matt King kicks it off. I said, oh, Lord, bless my soul. Better not have no brain. I got a pistol. Don't want to fight. Ain't no food for cheating. I said, oh, Lord, bless my soul. Better not have no brain. I got a pistol. Don't want to fight. Ain't no food for cheating.
freaking awesome so freaking strong wait that oh lord oh lord bless my soul better not have have no ring of gold so i got a pistol don't want to fight not leaving here on the cheating night so it's about this woman who's going don't mess with me thanks for having me thanks where are you going man you're stud where are you going to (laughs) i I know you could just sit here and we could do that man trust me we're quite so, comfortable so I world. really think it is badass that this, the the title track, the title of the entire project, the Barfly Sessions, is not said one time in the song. No. That no. doesn't happen very often. There's also a, a, a song that finishes the record out called Come Hell or High Water Blues. And it never says Come Hell or High Water Blues, but it refers to... Um, it's an, it's it's I wrote it with a guy named Bobby Tomberlin, who is just... Salt of the Earth, amazing writer um, uh, who's written some huge hit songs. Um, But he's kind of like, he's one of those guys like us who he loves all kinds of music, but he is a, um, he's an ambassador, I would call him, for traditional country music for the Grand Ole Opry. Um, Bobby's just a great guy. And he and I wrote a lot together at one point, um, pre pandemic when we were all, everybody was writing with each other. And, uh, we wrote this song, uh, that's kind of an ode. It's kind of like a, almost a Bob Seger turn the page sort of a a feel in the sense that, um, you know, it's an ode to the fans and it's from my standpoint and it's pretty cool to hear you don't hear a woman talk about the things it, it tips its hat to our military. It tips its hat to the working mothers of the world who come out and support live music and who show up at my shows, but without saying with it's a little bit more subliminal. So I called it come hell or high water blues. Cause it's about, it's really about me saying, Hey, thank you. And I'm going to make a difference in my own way you know, come hell or high water is how is basically how it's referred to. So it, it that's another title that's not actually said, but but that's what it's sure. called. I like the funk in that song and the uh, the whole personality of the song is way cool. You guys, the it's 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 a simple concept, but I think that it's it's so cool because it's not said. It's not like right in your face, like she's yeah. a barfly. It's just called barfly. Well, there's, you know, it's fun, Chad, because there's some, there's some songs on this record that, um, maybe he's the bar fly in it. Bingo. It's kind of almost a, a play on words and sort of like a play on roles as well. Yeah. The, ro- the and rules like, and the I, roles. like I said, there's so many, so many, uh, different, um, matters in which, uh, that he, you know, even Matt sitting here, he's, he's witnessed and, and, uh, over the years, you know, stories we've heard from our, um, from the people who paved the way from us that we've been, we've hung out with, who've told us stories where, um, 
the double standard between what men can do on the road and the double standard between what women can do on the road or how they proceed is night and day. So if you're like me and you're a horse girl, you're an A personality, you're an extrovert, you're not really very shy, you don't know a stranger, um, you like to hunt, you like to fish, you know, you, you know, you I can, you know, I know my way around a ranch. I'm, 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 I know, I rode rodeo and showed horses my whole life. Um, 4-H girl all my life from nine years old to the day I graduated, all of that stuff. So I grew up in that lifestyle of kind of where. You were one of the guys. You're one of the guys. We were in my family. My grandmother worked right alongside on the dairy and sheep ranch. They worked, she worked right alongside all the men and, and there was never any, they didn't have that double standard. But when I moved to Nashville and, or even before that, like when I was watching coal miners daughter as a little bitty kid, I was going, wow, there is a big difference between a woman's role in music and a man's role in music. We've come a long long way but I think and this is a really important subject to bring up I mean just listen to the radio right now um listen to country radio if you listen to country radio which I tend to kind of listen to what I'm in the mood for so I listen to a lot of Americana radio and and you know I listen to a lot of like if I'm in the mood for the blues I listen to a lot of satellite radio you had bluegrass on last night when you came home yeah I'm all over the map I mean I'll be I'll be get in the mood for jazz and uh we'll have Miles Davis on 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 the the turntable on we'll have um Willie Dixon and Sun Sun House and um like I go old school blues mama big mama Thornton I'm so all over the map but in country music there is a sort of if you know like with the Grand Ole Opry and you think about like the the history of it there's a reverence it, a lot of it came from that mountain music, that bluegrass music, and a lot of that music came from the churches and the church houses. So a lot of gospel um, was very much the backbone of where of, of where country music was was born. So as you move forward in the, from the history of country music, what women could wear, what women could say, um, has has had to kind of sort of you know me and Tanya Tucker are, are very good buddies. And I'll tell you something, man, one of the things that I always loved about her, even though, even sometimes for me, I'd be going, damn, I can't, she got away. How'd she get away with that? I loved the fact that she was kind of a bad girl and sort of kind of an outlaw and, and the one of the original kind of women outlaws. So was Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline cussed like a sailor and, and was just like, you know, this is my career and this is what I'm singing and this is how I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they kind of played the role of the of stepped over into what ultimately at that time was considered a man's role role. So um, we still have to deal with a lot of that, but you turn on the radio and if, especially if you listen to just straight across the board country radio, statistically speaking, we are, women are played. I think it's uh like two women to every eight men. And the same is with booking. When you, when you go to a festival, um, you will see one or two women on the bill up against eight, nine, 10, 12 men or, or, or groups that are, that are made of men. 
women aren't booked as much. So that kind of pisses me off a little bit. And it's like, there's, there's so many of us out there that's, that are entertainers. We put on just as good a show. We can get out there and rock the crowd. People know our songs. Um, so it's like, you know, we, we still have to keep that. We still have to keep, you know, being verbal about, it. we still have to raise the bar for us women. And that's why I kind of am not shy about supporting my, my, you know, the women of country music and, and, and of any music for that matter. Give me two right I, now. Give me two right off the top of your head right now that you would pay to see live right now. Women. That I'd pay to see live? Oh gosh, the list is endless. Go, go. I want to go see. Um, I want to go see Brandy Carlisle because I she's haven't amazing. met Brandy yet, and I love what she's doing. She's amazing. And I love, I love them. I love her movement. I love her voice. I love her history. So Brandy would be one. Um, okay, I'm going to go completely in a weird direction. Woman who is um, born in Canada but but lives in New Zealand and travels the world. She is a big, beautiful woman with a big, beautiful black bouffant, and she has a massive voice. And her name is Tammy Nielsen. I would pay to go see Tammy Nielsen any day right now. Is she considered country? She kind of has a little rockabilly flair to her, and her style is definitely kind of retro rockabilly. Um, she is, if you look her up, um, she is, uh, I'm going to make sure I, I spell this right because she spells her name a little differently, but a uh, different, but um, she is, I would call her Americana, uh, rockabilly, definitely rockabilly flavor, but her voice is 10 feet tall and bulletproof. It is just incredible. And she has this sort of bag that she, you know, that she does. She's not maybe, she's not over here singing like stone country songs, but man, that voice is like, oh, it's so good. Um, so, so let me, is, I'm going to look any, her up so I can tell you. Is there anybody that you would go pay to see that's on country radio right now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Um, I'd go see, I'd pay to see Miranda. Yeah, absolutely. Miranda's, I, Miranda's, I mean, uh, Miranda's a no brainer. One of the things that Miranda's done so, so beautifully is she has written and picked stunning song she has done such a good job of picking the material and writing the material for her career and i love her voice i love that she can be a badass over here and turn around and be extremely vulnerable and breathy over here um i love that she's not scared to be tough so i would put her in the same category as like kind of like you know just everything from her logo with the pistols to gretchen to myself She's kind of a tough, you, but tough. you just, but just right there in that sentence right there, you just name like three of the only, not the only, but some probably the top three females that I would pay to go see because of that attitude and that non-apologetic way. That's not yeah. going to, you know, just be a, a, a yes woman to the industry. I think yeah. that there's something to be said of, there's no way that Gretchen should have been out of country radio as fast as she was. And I, I we're not going to go back into our discussion that right. we had last time we were doing this. No, no, I, yeah, we I, had a I'm just simply saying that that is what country music women are missing is the Heidi's and the Gretchen's. And thank God that Miranda and the pistol Annie's and what, and even Marin's got a little bit of bad girl to her, you know, when she's doing oh, her country vibe. Ashley McBride might be one of my Ashley's a stud babes right now. I mean, and not just right now, but like she's she's here to stay. That woman, 
is completely unapologetic, She's awesome. nor should she be. She is who she is. Another one that I love who is a songwriting fool, and I think she's kind of like how I like to describe her is she kind of flies a little bit under the radar more than I think she should. But um, but like Ashley, she's she is a she's a, a Chris Christopherson of today as far as a songwriter, and that is about as high praise as I could give anybody. Is Brandy Clark? Um, Brandy Clark is it writes amazing. You, you need songs. to go on. You need to go sing with her on her deal. Has she invited you yet? No, she hasn't yet. And what's that's? And she's my friend too. We go. You way need to go sing on. You guys before. would sound. You guys would sound awesome together on that. It's called something like you can't come over, but you can come in. Or yeah, but uh, you can come in. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've actually seen it on. Uh, it's on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, actually, like Tennille Towns, I she has a kind of like a, a, um, a very interesting voice. I I like her style. I like the look of her guitar. I like that she's actually playing and writing. Um, I like women that actually step up and can. Um, well, not everybody's a player, and I understand that. So I'm not trying to like isolate. There's some amazing women that that don't that don't play guitar or or any instrument, but. Um, that are powerhouses, but I do really love it when I see a wo- woman walk up and pick up a guitar or whatever to p- sit behind a piano or grab a harmonica, whatever it is that you play, and be able to kind of hold your own with your ba- with your band or on your own. Um, there's something about that, and then as a, from a songwriting standpoint, there's something really, really beautiful and uh, powerful about. Um, anybody, male or female, being able to sit down and write a great song. Like as one of the things that 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 um, I'm going to confess to you, like on a personal note, that turned me on to this guy before I ever even met him was we wrote for the same publishing company, never had met. And he was singing bone country, pure, like super traditional country stuff at the time. And um, now he's kind of like all over the map like I am. But um, but he, you have more of a, like, he's from Western North Carolina. So he's got that bluegrass, pure kind of like sing, singing fool. But what I loved about Matt right off the bat was I heard some of his songs. I was like, this guy's got a wicked mind and, uh, wicked, brilliant mind is what I'm, what I mean by that. And, and mm-hmm. so I just, that's a, a huge turn on when you see somebody that can walk up and sing something that is going to evoke some kind of emotion from an audience, whether it be have to be like this through a camera and a, and a computer, but particularly when you can walk up on a stage live and capture your audience and whatever emotion that you, that, that, that you're trying to get across, whether it's a celebratory kind of thing and it's a friends in low places and it's, it's a party thing or it's a, tearjerker and and really you know or it's about the loss of something um so you know being able to reel that audience your audience in and pull them into where you are man that's that's a it's a really powerful thing to watch somebody be able to do that so i, agree. I think there's a lot of actually some women that, that are out there that i would pay to go see. i want i want to i want to hear them all because i I, I, I get turned on and not that sense, but the same sense that you're talking about of, <laughs> of 
just intellectually and clever cleverness and wittiness and stuff. When I hear a song written the way that, that hits me, it's, it's different. And that's why I, I do this show. Not that you need me that you're going to sell any more albums, but we have a big platform and we have a way of telling people like we support these musicians because of this. And that, that really means like when, when we, we have a thing called the foul life playlist that's on Apple music that I want to, I want to talk to you about, but it's kind of one of those things is do we have the credibility to do it? But I asked Jamie and I asked Zach and I asked Brent Cobb and I asked Adam hood and I asked some guys to be on it. And now I started thinking about it when you were talking like, how many women do I have on there? And there's only one girl on there, I think. And it's Haley Witters, which I want you to meet this girl, Haley Witters from Iowa. She, she is familiar. I she's think I'm familiar. Freaking, she's blonde. Yeah. And she just put out a song called 10 year town, but she's got, she has some of the cleverest lyrics I've heard from a female written. And she, she's a fan of you. She's a, she's just a badass human being. And I met her through Brent Cobb cause she opened for Brent last year when she, he was on his West coast, his West coast, uh, swing of his tour and Mm -hmm. she's just fantastic so i started thinking like this playlist has got all guys on it that are all playing this music on our shows and i want to have like i've asked ashley mcbride to be on the show haley's been on this show you've been on this show but that's it that's that's the only females that have ever come on to the show as far as country music or singer songwriters so I don't know, like I, Ashley I McBride, it's, it's, I, I've asked Ashley, please come on to the show. And I've gotten some like, okay, like it's going to happen kind of vibes, you know, but it, I, I think her music is freaking fa- Her songwriting's unbelievable. She's a great guitar yeah. player and she can yeah. sing, she can sing the house down as well. But I don't know. I think that what I was really good pickers. I mean, she, yeah, she, she can, can pick. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I was go. That's where I was going with it is that we, you guys don't need us. We're just a duck hunting show, but here's what's going on. What the way that Brent Cobb explains it to me is we are the new, we are some of the new voices and the new forces out here that can keep the music going and be the new, be the new DJs and be the new promoters and be the new people. Like I book so many shows a year of, of bringing people out or putting on corporate events or whatever. And I always do it with the music that really pulls at my heartstrings that gets me in a happy way, a sad way, a a stoned way, a high way, a happy way, a lonesome way. All of those songs, you know, all of the people that we work with, they really touch us. Right. Right. That didn't sound right. All of the people no, that the we way. work with. <laughs> just right. I understand it. We were, we were on your sled, buddy. But you know what I'm saying? It's like music is so powerful. And we just we just want to be like able to go, yeah, that that this music right here means everything to us and what we do and our well-being. And this is what makes us who we are. Because from the earliest stages of my life, the fabrics of my existence are music. Like, don't know how to pick a guitar. Want to play the drums, took some lessons. I'm okay, but I suck pretty much. But I love <laughs> music. And I've been so intrigued and so inspired by music over the years that that's why I love hearing the stories or getting this message out there of like the Barfly Sessions. You... I don't know what the chances are that we will hear a single of Barfly Sessions on the highway of traditional country radio. The you outlaw, might be hearing th- more than you than you think. Than no, I and I, that's what I want. That's what I want yeah. is that I want to be able to get at least people at, of of hearing it as much as we possibly can get it out there. That when when it does go that big, what 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 could it hurt that we're out here promoting the music of Heidi Newfield? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know where the music is going because the music that I love is not played on traditional country music. It's just yeah. not. 
There's not a well, Brent, Brent Cobb has like, never Brent Cobb has never been played on traditional country music, and I will literally fall out crying over so many songs that because he, his lyrics just get me. And I, yeah. I I don't know. I just don't know if it's going. I don't know if it'll ever go back to that. But we're again, Heidi, we're not going. We there. you know we talked about that so much on and and we, I think we Matt has so many stories about the very same subject and what got played what slid through the cracks that you just sit there and go, how in the world did that slide through the cracks? And, you know, to be honest with you, like how you look at the, the, the hardcore, hardcore loyal fan base of, of, of somebody that say like, like say um, I'm just a hypothetical person who has a huge following in Texas and, and, and um, New York city for whatever reason, like, that guy right there, two very opposite places, but has each following in New York City and Texas and um, very loyal, you know, fans that um, that that love what he does that and started that started here in Nashville with him doing like bone, very traditional. I mean, he was kind of signed to be sort of like the next one of those guys that sings like, you know, has the licks and the, the, the chops of a Mark Chestnut or a, a, a Keith Whitley was kind of like what, you know, what they saw was this baby face Keith Whitley. And, and I'm like, you know, and that's, that's how great he, he sings. And he is just, you know, so there are times that I'll, I'll sit back and I think all of us do this, whether you're a fan or you are a fellow artist or whatever. And you go, how is this person so huge? And then this person fell through the cracks and didn't, and didn't like, isn't massive and and filling up stadiums. I don't know whatever the magic dust that from the heavens that has to happen to, to make that happen. But all I can tell you is that, um, you know, whether we're coming from a, a, whatever level is, whether we're coming from a more intimate, smaller, uh, cult following type level whether you're coming from a level uh like myself where you've had really big commercial success but then maybe you're trying you're 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 just you know you're doing you're doing something that's a little your country's getting a little countryer your blues are getting a little bluesier um and you're stretching stretching the boundaries on your records and you're not letting anybody tell you not to do that um all the way to the level A's of like the you know the Chris Stapletons and the Marin Morrises and and even Chris has had a hard time with with radio play. So I think the the key with all of that is you just have to kind of be content with um, playing music for a living and be okay with that and keep working hard and keep going at it. And I've always heard from some very wise people chase the music and the money will come. And that has always been my philosophy. If you chase the music, you put on a great show, you, you leave everything on that stage, you chase the music and you chase those fans in an authentic way, the rest will sort of come. Whether it comes in like a cultish kind of small following, or whether it comes in big mass pop, uh, population, you're, you know, popular, uh, what you'd call an A artist as far as your, you know, your filling up football stadiums. That's who's to know why, what it is that, that, 
that, um, I mean, I always admire people. I know uh, the most of the, 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 the people who are able to hold a crowd in that big of an audience, whether you like them or not, they have been so tenacious to get to that place. So I try not to like, you know, whether I'm a fan or not, if I'm a fan, I go buy their music. That's what I do. I buy their music. I go, I, and if I have time or I'm on the bill, I mean, I sit and watch their show. If I'm not that big of a fan, it's, I don't beat them down on an interview. I never say anything like, man, I can't stand him. Or I had this bad experience over here with this guy who was a total jerk or she was a just, you know, had wouldn't give me the time of day. I don't run anybody down. There's no, there's too much time in the day and too much good energy in the world for us to have to go there. I just don't buy their music. If, if, if it's something I don't, I don't dig, you know what I mean? I don't go see them. So I think that on whatever level, um, all you, all we can do as artists and writers is do the best we can and, your format right here, stepping out here with you. You're my friend. And I love that, that, that um, you know, if I have an idea or something, I can just text you and go, hey, Chad, what about this? Or if you have, a, you know, an idea and you go, hey, we need to marry you and Jack Daniels because you got the Barfly Sessions and every other song talks about whiskey. You can text me that. We can talk about it. You know what I mean? It's like. Is that a hint? Yeah, it was. I like that hint. That was kind of clever like right there. You got your clever hat on. Did you Always. hear that, Matt? That was pretty clever right there. I was already thinking about that with these Friday night concerts they're doing. It would be pretty killer to have a Jack Daniels Friday night gig with Heidi Newville. I, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what they do. Been over there many times and, and uh, done the tour just because it's so cool. But well, I, uh, I'm going to talk to them because I, I, I swear I was already thinking that about this Friday night gig, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what they've been doing, but they had L King on there and a couple other people the last That's few That's another Fridays. one who I absolutely awesome. adore. I met her. I've never met her. I, I got introduced to her music from watching um, Daryl Hall's show, Daryl's House of, yeah. of Hall and & Oates. And she was yeah. on there, and I was like, who in the freak is this girl? And I was just wowed by her. So I, I went out and bought every one of her albums and freaking love her. She's a badass. That's, that's, I, I, sh I should have mentioned her. In fact, she, she kind of came across my mind, and I didn't, I didn't spit it out uh, fast enough. But Elle is like, she just is a powerhouse. She just, in every way, from her voice to her, the way she lives out loud, she is just, she's just a badass. I just I love, love her. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have another podcast about this subject of the Barfly Sessions as we get a little bit closer to the release of it, because I am really excited. I real, I am going to talk to Casey at Jack Daniels, because I really would like to see that come together for the release of it. And then I want to talk about getting a signed vinyl. I want to talk about the music going on the Foul Life playlist. And I want to talk about... Um, there was one other thing. Oh, yeah, I wanted to re request one more song to go out on. Maybe a TP if you want, or Johnny and June, something that is like that I that I that I've been listening to my for the existence of like my tenure. Well, just the, my whole existence of Heidi Newfield and getting. I mean, of course, I was introduced to you through TP, and yeah. and then all of your my mom. I wonder if my mom is still. How here. is your mom, by the way? My mom's awesome. She's been uh, out at my pool today. I'm going to see if she's still here. You tell her I said hello. I was going to have her walk in here and, and you surprise I have, her. I, I have put several uh, 
of my t-shirts and ball caps in your box of swag that's coming to you. Um, there is with, a box of swag. There is a box there. of swag. He can, he can back me on this. And I, I with believe With you. your mom and Alyssa in mind. So I'm hold, gonna, on, hold on, to hold on one sec. Look. Oh, bring a boy up here. He's out cold. He's always out cold. You met Gus. Yeah. Look at that. Is that a Queensland? That's a Corgi. It's a Corgi. That's Augustus. That's Augustus he looks McRae like a healer the way you're McCoy. holding him. He Maybe is. He's, he's a lot shorter than a than a, a healer, isn't he? He's a long. He's a long, low down dog. Aren't you? <laughs> Hold on one sec, don't. It? Are you my buddy? Are you my buddy? Oh man! There you go, Bubba. I'll turn All this right. thing up. <clears throat> Uh, let's okay, do Jane Mom's gone. All right, what are we going out with? Well, considering we just did a uh, kind of a rocker, we're going to go out with a little different. Uh, we'll go out with a little uh, kind of power ballad, I guess. I don't know. I never considered this song really a ballad, but I guess ultimately it is. Give me just a second so I can not offend anybody. She wants to pull sharp when she gets his yours too, Matt. Something about capos. So have you heard the one about um which really not it's not really an official joke. It's just that now that, that the, the pandemic stuff has been going on, everybody's got natural nails, nobody's going to the get their hair done and getting, you know all their highlights put in and stuff. Some of you husbands and um, boyfriends are meeting your wives and girlfriends for the first time. I like it. Matt's, Matt's, Matt's telling me anyways that, that I am, uh, I'm winning in the all natural department. So that's good. I like that. That's what he's supposed to tell you. That's exactly right. It's supposed you to are, like me just the way God made me. You are beautiful, El Natural, Heidi. All right. So this is a tune that um that I I, I spent quite a bit of time around uh, Johnny Cash and John Carter Cash when I was uh, towards the end of their lives, like the last three or four years of their lives. Got to record with Johnny Cash on the first trick pony record and that's uh what started this whole thing off uh, when we cut big river on that record and um he introduced me to june carter cash and um just you know i, I cherish and carry with me a lot of the stories from those last few years they were precious they were their their love and their adoration for one another and their respect for one another was palpable. You could feel it in the room. And so um, after, after I stepped away from Trick Pony and it was time for me to kind of do my own thing, um, that became a subject in the writing room uh, one day on Music Row. And I'm really, really, really glad that this subject got brought up because out of that came this song right here.
there's something about a man in black Makes me wanna buy a Cadillac Throw the top back And roll down to Jackson Town I wanna be there on the stage with you And I can feel the next rage to hear the crowd roar Make them want more And kick the footlights out Your heart. Yeah, that song's really, really cool. 
Thanks, so Chad. good, so Thanks. talented, such mad talent. Thanks, thanks to Matt King for helping me out there. He's I want to, I want to do this again with both of you, and I want to get into some of Matt's music and hear a couple of his tunes. Yeah, I'll send you some, and I'll send you a. Um, I think it's time. Um, I actually thought I had sent you. Yes, yeah, uh, a SoundCloud fly. private thing of the the Barfly sessions, but are you telling me I haven't done that yet? No, you haven't, but you will today. And you'll ship yes. my and you'll ship my merch tomorrow. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here right now, Heidi. I know, I know. I, I actually, it's ridiculous. I don't know why I haven't shipped your swag. I'm, 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 I'm the same way. I packed. I told in my Chad truck. before this podcast started. I literally have had a box of T-shirts and um, I don't know if there's koozies in there or not. I'm not sure what all I threw. Ball caps and and T-shirts and a bunch of different T-shirts and. It's been sitting with a other a big group of stuff that we need to send to the, at the good drop off to the UPS store, and we have not. It's just been sitting there, and every day I walk by it and I go, I need to mail that. <laughs> send it, please, and send the Barfly, yeah, and send some of his songs. I really want to hear them. I'll send you a private link to the Barfly sessions, and then, of course, you know, people will be able to. All of you guys watching will be able to, um, you know, uh, if I can't be out there touring. You can get on my Facebook live thing every every Sunday night at six o'clock, um, and just get on my music page because it's kind of fun. I, I do I do put I post everything on there. I'm very interactive on there, and my Instagram page also, which is just simply at my name at Heidi Newfield. Um, that's always fun too because we'll get on there and just do like a we'll just do like a two or three song kind of almost a pop up concert. And um, those are always kind of fun because you never know what kind of mood and it'll, it, you'll just be, um, you can even get your notifications and, and uh, boom, Heidi Newfield's live on Instagram and, and uh, it'll pop up. So there's that. And then um, people can get on the website and we are uh, just about to launch a brand new website, but it's HeidiNewfield.com. And, um, and there will be a new merch store with some brand new swag that in, involves the barfly sessions as well i can't wait. It, you're getting you're everybody getting. check her out get on instagram at heidi newfield get on her facebook on sunday nights and check out some of her songs listen to some of her recipes get to know her personality she's an absolute badass i am so humbled to have you on again heidi i will text you we'll get another one on the book so we could dig into matt's career and some of his music his texas roots yes his he north carolina roots Yes, I can't wait for that. Matt King music. All right. Um, well, I love you, man, and I hope I you're. You uh, I hope you stay cool. I'm this, going to. Uh, I'm going to go jump in right now. I'm going to go jump in right now. I don't blame you at all, and uh, I may do the same. And hey, um, I will. Uh, I will text you. In fact, stay online after we're done here because I want to ask you a quick question. Okay, I'm on it. That's Heidi Newfield. We will have her back again right here at This Life Ain't For Everybody, brought to you by our friends Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, the most American brand in America, in my opinion. And I am so humbled to be part of the Jack Daniels family. More to come with them in the near future. Brand new episodes of The Foul Life airing right now on the Outdoor Channel. Please check out all of our websites, thefowllife.com. All of our new merch is available right now. Appreciate everything that you guys and girls do to support us. And don't forget to download that Foul Life playlist available right now on Apple Music, where all of Heidi Newfield's music will be available. I'm hoping if I can talk her into it very soon. Y'all take care, Tom. Hit that button. 
I would ask Heidi to play us out, but she's already sang us two badass songs today. So you guys will, will go out on this uh, the track that you hear every episode. What you going to do when the money's all gone? Written by Leith Lawton and Drake White. Thank you all very much for being here. I'm Chad Belding for Heidi Newfield. We're out. We're all equal. That's what I think. I don't believe heaven has a bank. Make good use of your time on earth. And don't make a dollar bill all this world. Cause I'd rather be poor living off in a hole than rich as hell without a soul. Life on earth won't.